Hey, yo, yo, yo. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetic for Black. I am your host, Rich, with RDI Financial here with my co-host, Brittany. And tonight we got a special guest, Marine Corps veteran, Clarence Thomas. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? How everybody doing? Hope all is well. All right, man. All right. So every day we start in with a mental health check-in, you know, just to make sure everybody's doing good. How's, how's your day going? How's your, how's your mental health? We'll address uh, is that addressed to me or you uh or Ms. Brady? No, it's to you. Whoever wants to answer. That's, that's uh, well, you know, I I am in good spirits, you know, um always prayed up, you know, uh thinking positive, trying to be positive and uh make an impact. All right, Brie, how your day going? Pretty good. Uh tomorrow we leave for Michigan for my sister's wedding. So I've been running around getting some last minute stuff together. I still have to buy shoes and get my nails done. And then we're ready. It's an eight-hour drive. Uh, the dress came in? My dress came in. It did. It came no. in. Honestly, it came in a, few, a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. So we get to Michigan at like 8 o'clock in the morning on Friday. And then everything starts from there. Rehearsal, brunch. My sister wants to do another bachelorette party because I wasn't in, in Vegas. So, yeah. Okay. It's gonna be team no sleep all weekend. Hey, <laughs> I feel you. Uh, my day's been fine. Uh, my little cousin has a football game today, so they they went to go do that uh, at the middle school. Other than that, I've been chilling. So you know, nothing new. But uh, today, out there in internet land, we have a special guest. You guys know, as this month we talk about finances and, and uh, finances related to Black people, we have a special guest, Marine Corps veteran, twenty plus years. He served, his, he served his time. Thank you for your service. All the time. Thank you. That's number five. Ms. Clarence, time. So uh, we're going to get started. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, a um, little background uh, and about you. All right. I uh, originally from Dallas, uh, Texas, born and raised, uh, joined the Marine Corps at uh, the end of 95, uh, retired out of there. Uh, went into teaching. I still teach. I teach uh, business and finance. I was teaching at uh, one of the trade schools. I teach on, uh, online. Um, I currently, you know, do rental properties. I also uh, I'm trying to do some other businesses that I ain't gonna put out just yet. You know, uh, it'll be a surprise in the world. But uh, I'm always an advocate of uh, helping people you know, fix their credit, you know, uh, grow financially and grow financially smarter. I think that's the key, being financially smart. Okay. So, what you got, Britt? You look oh, like no. you. Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> y'all got any questions, just ask me some questions. Yo, I ain't know uh, how. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was just going to, so I was just going to ask, as far as teaching goes, you said you teach business and finance. Where do you teach at? Well, um, I was teaching at Lone Star Community College online uh, and whatnot in their uh, business department and whatnot. Um, uh, so, you know, I do that, you know, occasionally online. So. Okay. Uh, well, now, is everybody in the Houston area or are we in different parts? Because I said that. Uh, we all in different parts. I'm okay. In my apologies. I, I, no, you're fine. I'm area. in Maryland. Maryland, okay. I'm All in right. Maryland. I'm from Michigan, so there's okay. a following in both states. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, uh, I'm and then Dre's from Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, but no one knows where that's at. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I, I'm so I met I met Miss Thomas at uh, Florida Career College. I was going in uh, do my business um, business course, and uh, I was originally went another another class. And <laughs> as soon as he heard I was a vet, he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna need him in my classroom." So stuff happened. We ended up switching over, and I ended up doing his. And that's yep. not the crazy part. The when I was when we first started and I was with everybody, it was fine. The crazy part happened when I had to change my schedule. <laughs> two classes left. Yep. And it was just me and him in the classroom. So, fun time. I'm not saying that teachers abuse people, but what I'm saying <laughs> is that what he did should not have been allowed. <laughs> <laughs> But no, great. He has a great mind for business, and so my question is: Is how do you feel like business and finances? How do you feel like that affects the black culture? Uh, say that question again for me. How do you feel like business and finances affect black culture? Well, hey, you know that's a that's a loaded question. You know, it, it, it is definitely a part of our everyday life. You know, what we as a community have to do is think. You know, we're we're so uh, 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 focused on, you know, making money for others. We just need to transition that into making money for ourselves the right way. You know, and uh, you know, we need programs, more programs out there that teach, you know, our community how how to uh, make their money work for them. You know, um, we, we see our community out there working 40, 60, 80 hours a week, you know, for a paycheck. And in the end result is it makes somebody else richer. So, you know, we think we making money, but technically we're not, you know, <laughs> that's pennies on the dollar. So, you know, I, I think it impacts us, you know, greatly. I think we need to be more involved to be, and like I said earlier, be smarter about how we obtain our finances and what our, you know, ingenuity can do for ourselves. Right. So that uh, last night we were talking, we were actually talking about that. How uh, I believe black, some black folk are they're just scared to take that step out for themselves, right? They'd rather yeah. not saying that a nine to five is bad, right? Because yeah, I don't totally. tell anybody that a nine to five is bad, but they're they're they almost use it as a crush because they are afraid to be like, oh no, let me go do this on my own and make my own money and then put money back into the family. It's all right. I made some money. Let me go buy. Birkin bag, or let me go buy this. We also talked about it with reparations, you know, giving people two hundred plus thousand dollars. And then, to me, I'm like, well, before we do that, we need to start. We need to teach folk how yeah, the money works, right? Before we just give it to them, because if not, I'll give you two hundred thousand today, and I know a lot of people that'll be broke come the end of the week. Yeah, you know, we still got people in our community that. uh you know, don't believe in using banking institutions. So, you know, they, they, they have that old great grandma you know, mindset, you know, well, I'm going to keep my money in my closet or, you know, own me or in my, you know, and again, you know, those are part of the financial literacies that we need to, you know, uh, uh, make sure we bring to the forefront because it's the small things about choosing the right banking institution. You remember a couple of classes where, we, you know, I was teaching, you know, uh, your classmates and yourself, you know, about, you know, the differences between uh, uh, credit unions and regular banking institutions, you know, all that stuff is important. You know, all of the impact on, you know, us as a community and our finances. You know, here in Houston, 
You know, we have one black owned bank banking institution. That's why I use as my business. Uh, that's what I use for my business, you know, uh, uh, banking and whatnot. So, you know, just learning about what's here, what's available to us, how we can uplift each other, how we can, you know, uh, help each other grow. Nice. I agree. So you mentioned financial literacy and um, being financially smarter. What would, how would you define financial literacy um, to someone who, I mean, just has not been taught anything? by anybody oh well uh first and foremost you know uh i think it starts with understanding corporate america and that's 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 tougher within itself you know understanding the importance of things that as a community we kind of shun from like voting you know uh uh, having our you know local politicians represent um us you know in the best way they can and whatnot, you know, it might not always be perfect, but you know, uh, having them represent so we understand how taxes, you know, how we're going to be taxed on those paychecks that we're getting, you know, um, inflation, understanding inflation and what it means to, you know, when when we see, you know, um, certain products being sold yesterday for ninety nine cents and understanding why it's, you know, a dollar twenty nine today. You know what I mean? So just the small things like that, I think, are very important for us as a community that we need to really get involved in. And then we can move into understanding, you know, uh, how our money can work for us and what we can do with our money. You know, understanding, like I said earlier, banking institutions, what is there available to us? Understanding our credit, you know, and how our credit affects us and how we can utilize our credit to, you know, obtain the things that we want. The differences between credits, you know, car credit. Uh, home credit, business credit, you know, uh, and, and some of the other small things uh, that can help us be business owners, like, you know, what is a S Corp or C Corp or LLC, you know, just, it's, 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 a, it's a variety of stuff. You know, I think personally, and I hope I'm not, you know, stepping on my balance, but I think personally, you know, that um, our schools should be implementing financial, uh, you know, uh, literacy starting, you know, yeah. from first grade, you know, yeah. we, we teach numbers, but why not, you know, be more involved in, you know, teaching the dollar and stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's one of the things that we, we, we mentioned as well was the fact that schools don't teach financial literacy. Right. Because I feel the reason why they don't do it is because it's easier to control the worker. Right. We want to get you prepared to work, not own things. And if I can, if I can, funnel information to you and say, all right, no, we're only going to teach you this. We're going to teach you that. You don't need to know this. You can learn this later. You know, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. I better control you, right? Right. Um, which sucks because it's it's ironic that you end school at 17, 18, so when you graduate high school, and that's just ironically when you start paying taxes as well, as soon as you graduate. <laughs> like, right. holy shit, I'm 18. I start working. I pay taxes now. But I just spent the last, you know, 10 years, 12 years not learning shit about taxes. Right. And not only taxes, like now credit cards, you can get them and spend them. And, you know, but we also talked about making sure parents that are responsible parents, you know, you can put your kid on your credit card at 13, 14 to help grow their credit profile. Absolutely. That's a great point. 
Facebook, responsible parents. Do not just throw <laughs> your child on your credit card and ruin their stuff. Responsible parents only. Okay. If you can't pay your own bills, don't put your child on them. <laughs> true. This is definitely true. But I think it starts with with just honestly, just the want to want to know, right? A lot of people, a lot of us, not really ashamed to admit it, a lot of us don't care about credit until it's time to care about credit when I like go get something. Or when or when we or when we hear the word no, and yeah. we like why? Because your credit, that's when we care about it. That's when we care about it. Uh, and most of that, most of the time that deals with a car. When you go out, you're like, oh, I'm about to go get me, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to go get me the new Jag that came out. And, you know, I made $30,000 a year and I want a forty-five dollars to $60,000 car. And then they tell you no because your credit's messed up. And you're like, wait, what? What's that? Or when you're trying to furnish a new apartment and you need to go to cons or rent center and they be like, yeah, but you only qualify for $1,000. Like, what? Why? Because your credit. You know, uh, YouTube knows all. I will get rid like, I believe in like the next five to 10 years, YouTube will surpass Google as a search engine. YouTube University. You, YouTube, you can get on YouTube and just about find anything that is legal. And you can find probably something not so legal. <laughs> okay, so it always starts there. The want and then the will to be like, you know what? How do I do this? I guarantee you, if you type it in Google how to, you get a list of stuff of what they what they already think you're about to say. Yeah, how to do this. I think that's the best that's, part. Yeah, and I think we I think that's where we as a community have to be more involved to, to help spark that interest. Because we used, you know, when you start talking about monies and stuff like that, you know, our community tends to clam up because we don't want nobody in our pocketbook and stuff. So, you know, we you know what that's uh, to, to better, and I know there are a lot of programs out there that you know, uh, you know that that you know support credit repair and all that. But again, you know, I think it's something that we're gonna have to, you know, just be more actively involved in, uh, and, and you know, figure out ways to to spark that interest when it comes to that, uh, you know, learning about your your finances. I know uh, a lot of churches, you know, the church that I go to. Uh, you know, they host uh, financial literacy classes uh, and whatnot. So that and they teach, you know, uh, the importance of you know everything we've been talking about. You know, because um, we all know that it not only affects us, but it affects the members in our household and our, our children and whatnot. And when they leave, so we are the example as parents of what we should have our children doing. And like you said, you know, put them on the, on the small things, put them on your credit card if your credit is correct and whatnot. Or if you are paying your bills, as you say, you know, that helps establish credit for them before they move out of the house. Mm -hmm. and, and I believe now it starts with us, right? We're, our, our, my, my parents didn't know this. They didn't understand this. So now it's up to me. I understand this. I'm learning. I know it. Now it's up to me to teach my kids, right? And then teach them the importance of it and then have... They, them teach their kids and so on and so forth. Um, so Rod said, I was behind the eight ball on financial literacy. I didn't know anything about credit when I started college and companies were just giving credit cards away. And that's the way that they get you. They'll give you, they'll give you a starter credit card. Um, but discover to speak it. To you were <laughs> saying, Rich, um, to speak to what you were saying, I think that's the best part of like this generation, like being a millennial, having our own families and having YouTube and different outlets to be able to learn these things. 
because for so long this information was like gatekept kept out of the community like learning about stocks learning about credit like a lot of that was not taught mm -hmm. to black people i mean that's why there's generational wealth amongst white people we only have 150 years of being able to do anything and we weren't taught any of that like so i think that's the best part of having the internet and having forums like ours and just you know other places where people can talk about it and you can learn and you know find different black people who do things like fix credit like you guys do and you know and someone you feel comfortable talking to about it that's true and then you know I, it goes you know I, I will you know touch a little bit or make one comment on uh, you said uh, the amount of time the 150 years you know when we did figure it out and we were a, pro a prosperous community uh, you know our, our counterparts came in there and they destroyed it and, and mm -hmm. everyone that was there, a part of that community, for those who know, they know. Uh, but I think also what comes with, you know, learning, finance, is supporting each other. You know, we have uh, people out there that are really trying and, uh, to be business owners and work for themselves. We as a community got to get out of this mindset that, you know, we want the hookup when it comes to our own community. We spend the top dollar at, you know, the Galleria or something like that for Versace and all this, trying to impress, you know, uh, an invisible person, so. Mm -hmm. And it even, it's the same as, as just being a black consumer. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that you only have to shop at black owned businesses, but what I'm saying is, is that, I, the, you know, black people spend a trillion dollars a year, you know, and buying stuff. And instead of, we, we, can, we can fund and grow our own communities. We really can. If we if we had the right mindset and, and we did what we were supposed to do instead of judging them, I'm like, oh man, it's thirty dollars for a shirt. Wow, that's too expensive. But then you'll go straight to Versace and spend two hundred fifty dollars on a shirt. Like it makes no sense, you know. And the reason why they don't have the brand recognition that Versace has is because we didn't give them the notability and recognition that Versace has. So uh, th that's that's why, you know. Yeah. And I, I think we lost our guest. Yeah, um, I'm sure he'll pop back in soon. <laughs> pop back in soon, but we'll just do, we'll keep, we'll give him a few more questions and then uh, we'll let him be on his way. Uh, was that him? Yep, that's him right yep. We are clearly. There you, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm back. My apologies. But yeah, so, you know, I think we have to do better with it supporting black owned businesses, you know, giving them the opportunity to make mistakes like they would and, and still to grow, you know. But I will also say with black owned businesses, like you, as a business owner, you can't be trying to put everyone up on, right? Like your cousin may not be the best suited person for that position. And I think you see a lot of like people trying to help out others by giving them jobs and they're not necessarily the best suited person and that business goes downhill. Like, I, mean, I, I feel like that can go both and, ways. But you, you see that because customer service is like the number one thing people complain about when it comes to black business. Yes, but I believe that's because they don't afford them the same opportunity that they do other businesses. McDonald's fucks people's order up left and right and they'll go back to McDonald's every goddamn day. No, I understand, but I, when I go to McDonald's, the person who served me the fucked up order doesn't have a fucked up attitude all the time either. 
Like, and you like, I'm just being honest. Like, I'm being honest. A different McDonald's just ended up on World Star because every they still had a smile on their face. They just fucked up my order. Like, that's different than I walk in and I feel like I pissed you off because I'm trying to spend my money. That's the reality of a lot of that situations with black businesses. It's not all of them. I'm never. I would never say that. But a lot of those experiences are are like that. They're they're just. They're not positive. And I really think that's because no, we're and I, know, so... not... <laughs> I really think that's because we we do wanna like reach back into our community and help out, but that's just not that may not be the best way to support or ha- allow your pe- you know, your people to support. I don't know. Like, you I might be a better fit customer I than my cashier. Like <laughs> And I believe in the hiring process. I believe in, in, in interviewing and hiring, make sure you hire the right people. But we've watched corporate America hire people that were not fit for the job, that had no experience, and hired them just because they were white. And they would not hire Absolutely. you because you were black. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we should do that, but I mean, shit, if, if, I, if I have a black grocery store, like we talked about a few weeks ago, if I have a black grocery store that caters to black people, I'm going to put all black people in the grocery store because we know we know the environment. We know the area. We know Mm -hmm. what black people want. Absolutely. It would be awkward for me to have an Afro black market and then have a white guy standing at the counter. (laughs) I agree. I'm not saying and I'm not saying go outside of there. I'm saying, like you said, the hiring process, like find the best suited people to help promote your business. Because I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of times we reach back and we're like, you know, my cousin needs a job, so and so needs a job, and that's not their dream. So they don't, they don't, they don't work as hard as they should. And wow. you, you see a lot of that. Is all I'm saying. So when we talk about supporting black businesses, that goes across the board. If you're an employee in one, like, you know, take pride in being an employee in one. You know what I mean? Like, right. So I, I just, I, I still believe that we should just, we should, we should have more of an open mind when it comes to dealing with black-owned businesses allow them some mercy and grace when it comes to you know working and handling out certain things because you know they might not be as advanced as another store or know? as connected startup, you know what I'm saying if they're a startup and they use square and then now you come in and pissed off because they use square and not a regular apple product like i mean mm-hmm. you know we can't all afford that but i'm starting so you know and then it takes the dollar from the consumer to help me grow uh, you know, yeah. So, but I mean, I'm, I've always been pro-black businesses, pro-black, uh, you know, stuff like that. I'll spend $150 on a jacket if I think the jacket looks nice. I don't care what black customer made it. I think the jacket looks nice. So, and he believes it warrants $150, just like Gucci believes and 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 uh, Michael Kors believes that their jacket is worth $300, $400. Mm-hmm. You know, and Michael Kors is blatantly said he don't want black people wearing his product. That's not even. That's not even like a. Maybe he said. No, he said it. I don't make my product for black people, and I don't know why they wear. So, but we're still we'll still buy it, and I, I don't know why. Uh, but off my tangent, what are some things, uh, Mr. Thomas? What are some things that you teach your kids when it comes to finances? Well, you know, uh, from the jump, you know, um, I teach them pretty much what I know. You know. Understanding taxes, how first and foremost, you know, uh, understanding uh, the importance of savings, 
you know, a lot of, uh, of our young adults live for today and don't understand the importance of, uh, you know, saving for tomorrow. You know, hey, we got to get it today. Um, having just you know, the small, simple things like a Roth IRA that, you know, they have student Roth IRAs that, you know, our school age children can have. So, you know, and, and again, you know, they, they, they look at 40, 50 and 60 years of age as you know so far away and don't understand you know why they got to hold their money until you know uh, uh until that age but it comes quick and you know just mm -hmm. helping them understand how to save uh you know the importance of like you said doing different stocks and you know i i like some of the different apps that they've had here you know as of late that help uh people invest but you still have to be careful with that you know, people are, are, are investing in, you know, uh, with stocks through these apps and don't really understand, you know, what a stock is. They don't even know, you know, what the stock market or the NASDAQ, you know, <laughs> or how to read it so that they can make the right type of investments. You know, they're doing stuff on whims and thinking that, you know, uh, they're going to get rich off of that. You know, so, you know, I teach my kids about, you know, stocks, you know, savings bonds, you know, um, savings plans. You know, uh, something that's really, really important that, you know, I want to get out is insurances, you know, uh, life insurance. You know, a lot of uh, our community don't don't have life insurances because when they think it's janky, you know, you know, you're not going to, you know, uh, get life insurance because I, I, I ain't going to die no, no time soon type stuff. But those type of investments are, you know, are not meant for us today. Those are those generational uh, wealth that we have to keep going and helping the next generations after us. So, you know, um, I teach my sons about all that, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I treat them like my students sometimes. You know, we, we go over, you know, understanding property taxes, you know, uh, uh, how to, you know, uh, practice accounting, you know, and, and whatnot. Because, again, if you want to be a business owner, even if you are an entrepreneur, you know, you have to understand accounting and why that's important. You know, um, financial management, you know, those basic, you know, courses and stuff like that, that they have to offer that they don't stress until you get to college, which I don't understand. So, And they honestly only, I mean, I went to Howard and they don't even like, unless you're a business major, yeah, you don't take those major. courses at all. Cause I was a psych major and I didn't do anything that had anything to do with business. So like I even had to do PE. I had to take swimming, but I didn't have to take a financial like literacy course. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is highway robbery. Why the fuck am I taking swimming if I'm a psych major? Why? <laughs> like, electives, electives are just a way for colleges to steal your money. I, I don't care what no one says. It, it's just, just robbing you because you I should be able to come in, learn core class, classes, core material that yeah. goes to my degree, and then go on from there. I shouldn't have to come here take band. Yeah. I'm not and, and so this is why, you know, um, you know, business math, financial math should be part of every uh program because again, yeah. it doesn't matter if you are a PE teacher or you're a doctor, it doesn't matter if you're a business owner or the president of the United States, you have to understand how to, you know, your finances. And right. you can't, you know, I I had fun when I was in algebra. And, and taking all of those, uh, you know, uh, upper level math uh, calculuses and stuff like that. But I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you; I don't use those type of maths. You know, so I understand them, but you know, I I, I can you know figure out 
you know, uh, the formula for whatever, but I don't use those, uh, those masks. The masks that I use are the financial management, the business masks, you know, the accounting. Those are what I use on a regular basis. So why not start at least implementing those type of, uh, as a core class from the very jump, you know, mm -hmm. in, our, in our schools and whatnot. So, you know, and again, that's where we as parents, you know, have to make the sacrifice and take a, a course or a program ourselves so that we can start teaching our own kids. And, uh, you know, we, we can't teach nothing that we don't understand. And that's how, you know, the cycle continues. You know, they won't stress, you know, learning, you know, uh, um, uh, how to read taxes, you know, how to read your paycheck, you know, uh, just financial management, period, you know, because we don't understand it ourselves. Yeah. Right. So, and I what age should take I'm a basic accounting? Like yeah. Every huh? single should take oh, basic yeah. accounting. Yeah. And I was going to ask, what at what age would you suggest you start talking, and with with what subject would you start talking to your children? Well, you know, um, I, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, when I was young, you know, I I was living the dream. Uh, you know, as they say, uh, where I was frivolously spending, but then I, I got attached to people who you know who saw something more in me. And uh, they became my mentor. But uh, I started teaching my kids about, you know, money, you know, when they learned to count, you know, um, again, we do that, you know, we started, but we don't continue it, you know, um, teaching the kids what, uh, um, you know, the differences between the coins and uh, the dollar bills and, you know, helping them understand that, you know, um, it's okay to buy candy or whatever, but this portion right here, you need to keep a portion, 10% at least, uh, of your monies should go towards the saving, you know, for understanding what an emergency fund is and, you know, planning for stuff, you know, and understanding that it just doesn't come, you know, um, at the drop of a dime. So I, for my kids, I was teaching my, I think, like, again, you know, I started teaching, you know, uh, finances to my kids when they started learning how to count. So, you know, they're probably sick and tired of me being repetitive with a lot of the stuff. Mm -hmm. But they're going to they gonna understand it when they leave on their own. And they're yeah. like, all right, cool. I'm off to college. Oh, this is what Pops was talking about. Oh, this yeah. is what he meant when he, uh, I, I believe, I do believe like around 10 to 11 is a good age for understanding. Um, mainly because the first thing that I would want to teach them is a profit and loss sheet, right? So it, it not, not even that it deals with business, but just the, what money's coming in, what money's leaving. Period. Right. If you work, hey, son, you work as you cut grass during the summer. OK, cool. How much money is coming in? OK, how much money are you spending? OK, it don't matter how much money you make. If you spend just as much as you make, you're broke. Period. Yeah. You can make and, you, and, you, and you can start that as well a little earlier, I believe. And, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, parents still do this. But, you know, when you giving your kids allowances and stuff like that, you know, uh, my kids were, you know, they were doing what I called an earned allowance. You know, they, of course they had their tours and uh, and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, you earn your allowance and you, you understand, you know, I would teach them, you know, uh, you know, uh, with that allowance, you know, yes, there are things that you might want, but then, you know, the reason why you should save is because it might be something that comes up, like, you know, those extra, you know, uh, football cleats or, your uh, that extra wristband or something like that that you think was cool, but if you broke, you can't get it because you you had an allowance, you had money, but you chose to you know spend it you know uh, unwisely. 
you know, uh, by having fun and stuff. So, you know, um, you don't have to wait till they become teenagers. You know, I would say once they start learning how to count, once they start learning how to get allowances, you know, when Big Mama, uh, you know, give them that, that $5 for visiting her, you know, okay, well, let's go to the bank, son, you know, let's, let's just deposit your money. And, you know, kids are very, very, you know, intrigued by that. They get excited when they get a chance to go to the bank and, you know, do a transaction and the teller is, is speaking to them. So, you know, that sparking that interest and keeping that interest, you know, um, those are just some of the things that, you know, you could do just, you know, to keep them going. I got my boys, a, 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 it's called Greenlight. It's just a little bank account for kids that parents can put money into and then they send them their little custom card, debit card or whatever. And, you know, kids can, but, you know, parents can control how much they spend, how much they don't spend, shut off the card and stuff like that. So for parents who want to get started, I, I'm not, we're not endorsed by Greenlight. <laughs> this is just me throwing out something that I do for my kids. All right. Now, Greenlight, if you want to endorse us, that's a whole <laughs> I'll cut the clip. <laughs> we'll make sure that we we run it up on you, but uh, but yeah, that's definitely that's definitely something that I think we should do starting early, and we'll start seeing the changes. I think us millennials, you know, not them older folk, uh, us millennials, we have the advantage due to being able to see what our parents weren't able to do, and then just the growth of the internet, the growth of knowledge, and time changing things that are now more acceptable that weren't as accepted back then, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so we we have that advantage um, that we can then teach to our kids and say, okay, hey, look, you know, we don't have that excuse anymore of, well, they kept me out, or well, nobody taught me because I'm teaching, right? Because we, I've changed, I've changed the way that the narrative goes. So now yeah. it's just you to learn and to maintain it. Um, because I already told my kids, anything that I have doesn't go to you, it goes to my grandkids. And then it, it and it should always go to the next generation, you know, follow. So I'll tell my kids, what you have aren't for your kids, it's for your grandkids. And that's how you keep money into the family. Yeah, um, I, endorse, yeah I endorse that as well too. I definitely endorse that because again, what we should be doing with our children, and I'm again I'm not telling you what to do with your children, but what I do with my kids, they understand I teach them the game, you know, and and they are living the game and uh, are living, you know, off of what I, you know, my accomplishments, you know, so I'm teaching them how I uh, uh, accomplish the things that I accomplish financially and, and whatnot. But then, you know, everything that, that, that I own that is, that is owned is going to go to our grandkids because again, you know, um, that's us doing our part to help that generation. And I think, you know, and this is just a way that if we get into that mindset that, uh, you know, uh, it'll definitely, you know, grow, you know, that financial tree within, you know, your family. Right. Oh, I thought your eyes was closed, but your camera was 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 frozen. Mine? Uh, yeah, I thought you were just sitting there asleep. Oh. You know? oh, we're not that boring. Definitely I hope not. I'm not going to die that young. Okay. Like, you, you know how many young people say that and then pass away? You know? 
and it helps. It helps you get life insurance on everyone. I understand that we don't want to get life insurance for our kids because we don't want to put that on them. However, that happens. Children pass away. And I would rather be able to take the time off of work because I got the life insurance, be able to grieve appropriately versus the shit. I ain't got no money. Now, not only do I have to deal with that, but now I got to go to work mm-hmm. and deal with people that I don't even like. You know what I'm saying? Well, I have to go run a business and I have to because I'm the solid foundation for the business. If I'm not making sure it's run properly, then it goes to not only did I lose my child, but now I lost my business because I'm not running it properly. Where that money allows you to be able to sustain and grieve properly or set up, you know, for, for the elderly, set up your family. When grandma passed away, all grandma left was bills, a house that wasn't that wasn't hers, that we got to pay somebody else to get. But when grandma sadly passed away, she left her family $400,000. And then they took that money and they bought income producing assets. Notice I said income producing assets, not liabilities. Income producing assets. Your house, unless you rent it out, is a liability and not an income producing asset. Your car, unless you rent it to a road or somewhere like that, is a liability. That's another thing people need to understand. Assets and liabilities. Assets make you money. Liabilities just cost you money. That's those two things in a nutshell. All right. If you want to know more about that, you YouTube it. Uh, I, I am to that. So, but that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, oh yeah, most you know, Time out of your day to give us a little bit of insight on, on some more stuff. We can't go too far because then we we'll end up ruining the other episodes that we have planned out for the rest of the month uh, when we talk in depth about certain things. Um, oh yeah, that's what I was going to ask as well too. You know, which you know, if you guys are doing more podcasts, especially when it comes to financial literacy, have more focused uh, topics and stuff. I'm definitely, you know, give me a topic, you know, and I'll definitely uh, be able to, you know, hone in on it and, uh, you know, do my part. You make okay. sure that it's understood. Definitely, definitely, we'll definitely keep in mind for the rest of them. Uh, like always, y'all catch us again. Um, on Saturdays for Shit Talk Saturday, where we don't it's talk you and Brad this weekend. We talk all things um, ignorancy and related to the culture. Uh, <laughs> only on Saturdays. Babe, um, you are you're you're in my camera. I need you. Yeah, yeah. Tell uh, uh, <laughs> Uncle Uncle Ray Ray to move. Uh, so until then, until next time. All right, we'll just catch you guys uh, on Saturday. Until then. Um, love, peace, always. Stay unapologetically black. Peace out, peace. my folks. All right. All right. Appreciate it.